Hey, what's going on, Axe? It's your boy, Rod. We're going to open up the pod with the human computer Phil doing his thing, introducing us. Going to jump into a quick break from Anchor, and then going to jump right into the podcast with our special guest. Enjoy the show. Number 68, it's going to be none other than Russ Grimm, one of the original Hogs, member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, four-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, um, one of the greatest guards to ever play professional football um actually was a high school quarterback who converted to playing offensive line and he played left guard mostly for us did play for some center as well in 1987 and um was key in our running success with those original hogs all throughout the 80s um if you ever really want to get an idea of who russ Grimm is go watch the america's game 1982, that NFC Championship game against the Cowboys where they iced the game with Grimm literally yelling at Randy White across the line, who was his responsibility, saying, hey, Randy, it's coming at you, and making it so Randy White couldn't do anything. And that's that's what you call a man's man right there, and Russ Grimm is a man's man. Uh, we almost had him as a head coach at one point. I uh, would have loved it. Uh, I think that he's an excellent coach, and uh, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll find a way to get him a job with this organization still. I think he has a lot to add. Hey, what's going on, Washington Football X? It's your boy, Rod, and we are joined with a very special guest this evening where we have the Senior Vice President of Media and Content for the Washington football team, Ms. Julie Donald, to join us. So, round of applause for Julie. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. Very, very excited to have you, Julie. It's uh, It's been a long time coming. Um, really getting, going back and forth, uh, I guess really last year, I was really, before I get into the, the first question, really touched by your, uh, your professionalism and the, the, the open dialogue that the Washington football team was willing to have moving forward. And you may not remember this, but I think you had tweeted something. Don't exactly, don't remember exactly what it was. And, um, I kind of had a little bit of a fire emotional response. It might've been with the name change, to be honest. And <laughs> It was, I see it was, what you're wearing. I see it. I see it. It's hard. <laughs> I get it. It I is. It's, 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 it pulls at your heartstrings, but we'll, we'll get over it. We're looking forward to, to something concrete for sure. Um, but you had you had sent me a message, you know, you DM me, and you were willing to reach out and just really step in front of, I guess, an issue. So that's what really, like, changed my mind. I was like, well, this is this is a truly different regime that we're watching being built in front of our eyes. So that was, that was awesome to experience. And, um, you know, it's, it's been awesome to really look at the Washington football team the past 12 months um, with all the changes that you guys have went through. So with that, I'm going to ask you, wait, I'll say this. You must have come at me pretty hard. You no, you, you didn't come at me hard at all. You, you kind of, you must've come at me pretty hard. I'm sure you did. I I bet he did. I did. I'm I'm kind of a jerk at times. I apologize. <laughs> and I was like, Julie must have like a psychology degree. Self-realization is so important in life. So I respect that. Um, it, it, not even knowing what you tweeted, understanding for me, the mm. emotions, what we're asking, how hard this is, what it means for the fans. That's real. You know, yeah. it's very real. So I always wanted to address it. And sometimes I would address it publicly. Uh, and sometimes I was like, you know what, this probably deserves a little bit more um, personal connection because I it is personal to me. So, 
yeah no it's i thank you for that thank you definitely i'm not i'm not kissing butt or anything it was, it was really awesome and it kind of it opened my eyes to the new reality and i i think we all appreciate that as washington football fans so uh with that julie you're now entering your second year as a senior vice president of media and content so i want to ask you the past 12 months how many folks have me like me have you dealt with and what was i guess your most challenging and most rewarding experience since you've uh, had the job uh, if you're asking how many fans have I probably slipped into their DMs, <laughs> it's a lot, you know, uh, it's a lot. But the reason I try to, to go into the DMs is because if I feel that it deserves a, a personal connection, a personal response, I try to give that. If it's something that's sensitive and something that I can tell and I can read that, you know what, this deserves more than just a little thumbs up or a heart or a simple little response because I take it very seriously what we're asking of you. Um, I've been in this market for over 10 years covering the team. I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on on the fan base and what has been asked of them, the highs, the lows, the the hopes, you know, up there only to be crushed, the disappointments. Um, I, I feel like I have a pretty good feel on that. So I never wanted to ignore the fan. And to me, this game is played for you. The players are out there for you. We are there for you. We are creating content for you. So why would I not listen to what you have to say, whether that's good or bad? And especially if you're frustrated or you're upset, why would I not acknowledge that? I, I just think that that goes against human decency. So uh, there's been a lot of DMs that I've gone into. And in all honesty, there's some I want to go more into that I kind of can't get access to because I want to explain why some decisions are made. I want to be able to give you some background to how things are going. Um, sometimes I, I, sometimes selfishly, I want to justify how things are and to let you understand that everything's in my control. You know, there's a lot of things that are happening that I have no control over, but I'm trying to make the best of it and make the best content that we can for you, um, for you guys and for the players. Um, and, and I hope that you understand that this is difficult for us, but we really are wholeheartedly invested and what we're trying to do and our hearts in the right place. We wanna be as honest as we can with everything. Um, we can't tell you everything that's going on, but know that we're really working hard to get it right. That doesn't mean we're always going to, um, but we're really trying to. And so that's why I probably DM'd you back. I can only imagine what you said. And here's the thing, when I first started, there was a lot of anger, especially because two days on the job, hey, we're changing the name. And yes. I have not come across a single fan that ever viewed that name as offensive. Any fan of the Washington football team viewed that name in word, in terms of endearment, of pride. Um, and so to say that all of a sudden that that's a dirty word, I think was very hard to say and for a lot of you guys to accept. So I, I recognize that. And I just wanted to be able to say, we hear you, um, but unfortunately this is where we're going. And we really hope that we you come with us wherever we go. We're trying to get it right. And so, how many DMs have I gone into? How many have I responded to? I don't know exactly. Um, I wish it was more than probably I have been able to do. But, um, you know, I, I figure one fan at a time, be as transparent as you can, be as honest as you can, um, and know that you're not going to win everybody over the decisions you make. No, I completely understand that. It, and it, it makes a lot of sense. And it's, like I said, it, it is really, it, it feels good to, to have this level of transparency with a multi-billion dollar corporation uh you know that's what the washington football team is and uh, it's it's unlikely that any sort of fan will have that type of feedback from their favorite company organization team what have you so uh yeah i, I speak on behalf of many fans thank you for what you guys are doing and uh and we really appreciate it uh phil i'll let you uh, kick off your question brother 
All right. Once again, thank you for coming on, Julie. And uh, I'm going to probably go to a question that's a little different than some of the ones you've seen lately. But um, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm a radio guy um, in terms of I listen to a lot of radio. That, that's how I, I'm in my car a lot, so I consume a lot of that. And I know that you, D. Hall, Bram, when you're, you know, you're in the booth, you didn't really have a lot of time to generate that kind of chemistry that, that you know, you get with seasoned, you know, radio teams because you didn't have a preseason, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't have that, those opportunities to really work out the kinks that, you know, a new booth would get. Um, I mean, did you have anybody, you know, in the business or that had done the broadcasting on a radio end before, you know, providing any kind of mentorship or anybody, you know, in particular that was providing feedback to you uh, to help facilitate the process to get you all up and running quickly? Um, or did you, three of you, were, were you all pretty much, you know, just feeling your, feeling your way out through the process? What do you think? <laughs> the given, given how quickly things move, I assume, plus from something I heard uh, Bram say, there was a lot of figuring it out on your own. Um, you know, I was just curious, did you have anybody, you know, you know, maybe, you know, somebody who had been on, on the broadcast before, not even necessarily with the football team, but with maybe with one of the other Washington teams. You know, was anybody giving you any kind of feedback? Were you getting any, getting any kind of mentorship? Uh, no, we didn't. Uh, I mean, look, we did we have people that came in and um, kind of helped us get through this process that had been in the position before and, and helped the regime before? Yes. And uh, did I, we have to rely on them and say, what do we, what do we know to need to know to expect? None of us have been in this situa- uh, situation before. Bram had never called an NFL game. D'Angelo had never been an, an analyst for an NFL game. Of course, I certainly only did pre and post. I've never been there through the live game to know how to respond or react to things and the information that I have. So no, we, we, we didn't bring in like a professional person to say, this is how you work together. Uh, we did have people that have been in that situation say, hey, this is when you need to bring the commercial break. This is when we're going to go to Bram for it, for D'Angelo for it, for you for it. Because what I really wanted when I put this crew together is I didn't want it to just be one voice. Uh, I was very adamant, and especially being the first female in this position in the NFL, I also wanted to make sure that my voice wasn't just you know, oh, this is why he does his touchdown dance and he got it from his daughter, which is a cool story. Want to represent, right? Yeah, I I wanted to say, look, you know, I can sit there and talk about this is the scheme that they want to go up against in Seattle. This is how they plan to approach Tom Brady. This is what, you know, they're telling me on why that they're struggling against the run. This is why they're having success early on. I, I wanted to be able to bring a lot more of that analysis that I felt that the fans wanted. Um, And so I didn't want it to just be, you know, one person dominating the entire conversation. And so trying to figure out when do we talk? How do we share that with a three-man booth, which is not a new novelty. They've had three-man booths all the time. It's yeah. just novelty that you have a female freaking sitting in the seat, which is ridiculous. Um, you know, typically we're only reserved for the sideline role. Um, and we're only welcomed in when we are asked to be welcomed in. And instead of that, I'm the one welcoming everybody in. And I'm the one saying, all right, Bram, this is your job. D'Angelo, this is your job. And here's mine. And we're going to share the mind. It's going to be the three of us. We're going to split the read. We're going to split the information. We're going to split going to break um, and really try and work in cohesion together. So it was a little tricky trying to kind of really figure that out and anticipate when each other wanted in. But in all honesty, the second, I mean, we started practicing calling off um, old games from last year. I think we went over the Detroit game because it's the only uh-huh. game we could get on YouTube. 
<laughs> that game like three different times and at times we were just making up the opponents because we didn't have time to really study their player we were just kind of trying to work on timing and we're in this crammed up little room and it's covid and we're having to wear masks and and reimagine what yeah. it might be like or imagine what it might be like because none of us had been in that situation and read each other's body language you know like I might sit out here and, and tap my hand to let Bram know I want in or tap to let D'Angelo, you know, stop talking, let me in or to cue to him. Okay, you go, I don't have anything, it's yours, you know? And, and that's just something that I, maybe hindsight, it would have been nice to have a legit professional in, but at the same time, we all got along real well. It clicked real well early on. We had a lot of growing pains, I think in the early games, but I, I, I feel like we came together pretty well because we genuinely like each other. We genuinely view each of us as part of a team and each of us is very valuable and they respect the heck out of me and I would not have hired them if they didn't. Uh, and, and I, 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 honestly, the reason why I ask is because the chemistry did grow pretty quickly uh, throughout the season. Like from game, from week one to wildcard weekend, there's a dramatic you know, difference. And I would, I would even say this, it was a dramatic improvement because there was a little bit more chemistry uh, between you all, but it, it was very rapid. It was actually much more than I would have expected from week one. Was this going to sound like at the end of the season mm-hmm. that had improved? That's why one of the reasons why I asked, was it a feeling out process or did you have, you know, for instance, someone like a Steve Buckhantz come in and, and, and listen a little bit and say something or some, somebody like that. Steve Buckins is a friend of mine. And so after week one, I'm sure you all remember, I, we were all reacting like, Ooh, oh, yes. Oh, and you can't do that in radio. And look, it was very, you know, we were like fans. Yeah, it was, it was awesome, though. I actually I like that. It was different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was honestly, it was different. It was, it's 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 atypical from what you hear. You're supposed to. I, I'm acting like I'm a radio professional, but it seems like most of them speak from a, a position of impartiality during the, when they call the games and they don't act as fans. It was it was cool to to, to kind of see that though. I, I enjoyed it. The whole I, I, reason why I, I like Clive Frazier. Yeah, <laughs> that's the entire reason. Well, I'll say this: listening back, you you want to hear the play, right? Because you can't you can't see it. Um, you want to be able to hear Bram bring the play. And then hopefully he's done and D'Angelo and I will pick and choose where to pick up. And, and that's something D'Angelo and I, uh, you know, really work on. When is it I know that he needs to weigh in and when can it be something that I can? And a lot of times I feel like I have to be a little bit like a ninja, like in and out really quickly. Uh, and we had we had to work on that, like to make sure that there's enough space because there's not a lot of space for both D'Angelo and I in between the play. Um, but you know, like uh, Steve Buckhans came in. He's like, never talk over the play-by-play because he's a play-by-play. He's like, don't step on my space. You know, <laughs> I get it. Um, well, and, and honestly, that was the thing that probably improved the most was that timing. I knew that early in the early season, it seemed like everybody was trying to figure out when to interject. There was a lot of that. Um, one thing I will give you all kudos on is that the time split is very equal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's been that way from the start. Uh, but the timing definitely like in, as someone who listened to several games on the radio throughout the season um yeah I, I, that's why i wanted to give you all kudos but that's how i was curious i said you know was it a feeling out process uh but you know i was i was just curious if you know maybe somebody like a buck had given you some uh some advice and so, so forth so that's awesome so to hear. next season we're calling you up <laughs> no one wants to hear my voice on this podcast let alone on the radio 
<laughs> it's tricky though, right? It, it is tricky. Um, and, you know, there are times where I've been told by the guys, you have to be more aggressive. And there's times where sometimes I get frustrated. Why do I have to be aggressive? Just leave, like, let me in. Um, but this is, this is a very competitive, you know, game we're covering. And it's a very competitive on, ev on every level. And, and that's in a very good way. Uh, you know, but we're all into it. We're all incredibly passionate about it. We're incredibly passionate about what we are bringing to it. And I believe that it comes um, to the best to serve the fan. And the, the trick is, is making sure we are as entertaining as possible, we are insightful as possible, and we are as educational as possible. So how can we balance that between the three of us? And it's only going to get better. I mean, I, I thought that we came together really well last year. Um, you know, I felt like there were times where I was definitely much more passive. And, and there were times where I was much more aggressive and neither Bram or D'Angelo cared one way or the other. And honestly, if I was a little passive, they both say, why? Like, <laughs> come in, we, you know, you're not gonna offend us by saying D'Angelo and let me in. But the biggest thing is for us to make sure we're, we're done in time to let Bram set up the play. Uh, because we, we all, we're all in this business because we like to talk, <laughs> you know, so being very selective of our words, being very pointed with our words um, and concise. I, I think that's the trick because the game's a quick moving game, um, you know, and this offense and defense, they move quickly. So we have to get our information in and out um, in, in the best way possible. So I appreciate that, but I, I do believe this upcoming season, I am going to hire a professional. Uh, and I am going to bring somebody in that specifically works with training on how do you get your thoughts out quickly, concisely, um, very, you know, pointed in, in a way. And that's not just going to be for us. It's probably going to be for everybody that I work with. You know, who am I bringing in for pregame? Santana Moss, let's work with you. Because here's the thing. All of these guys are used to being coached. Why wouldn't you coach them at this level too? So let's, let's bring that in and get somebody who can help them only elevate their um, broadcast performance as well. So that will be coming. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if, if Bram catches laryngitis one week, I'll take you up on that offer to come on up and do play by play. <laughs> well, I was saying you could be the one that's telling us when to go and how to go and critique us, you know? Oh. <laughs> I love that job. Do not yeah, put no. those big thoughts Don't in put Bill in charge. <laughs> What which game are you the most excited about uh calling this year? Since oh gosh. Came out? Um that's kind of tricky for me in all honesty. I mean, I'm gonna be geeked out for week one, right? Um I, I really am. And I don't know how the preseason goes in all honesty. Did I lose you guys? No, no we're no, you're there. No, no, you're still here. You're still gotcha. My my computer just switched off, so um Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't know what happened. Um, so this modern, this modern technology, something's always going wrong. I was interviewing Benjamin St. Jude today is. and it just froze in the middle and we had to start all over. So it's as advanced as we are. I feel like we're always trying to keep up. Um, so I, yeah, there isn't one game in particular that I really circle. I really enjoy asking the guys what they look forward to, especially as the players have something personal that makes them look forward to something. You know, um, you know, for for when I asked Fred Smoot, it's where he got burned. You know, he wants to be like, I want to go back and prove it to that game. I asked, you know, Trust Way, it's going up against one of his college teammates is their last one going. You know, you have coach, of course, he's going to say every game, but you know, he you know he's circling his former team and right, he's right. before. So, what I did find is any player that I asked, what did they look forward to? It always goes to a personal connection. 
I don't really have a personal connection. I can, I, I just get jazzed for every game. I really you just do. gotta say Dallas every time then. Dallas. Yeah, right. I, I am looking forward <laughs> to traveling though. I mean, we called every game, and this was super cool, but super freaky. We called every away game from FedEx Field. So wow. an wow. empty FedEx field. The sprinklers are going on on the field. We're calling the game <laughs> off the TV. They've turned on the lights for us. And I remember after one game, you know, I was like, gosh, I feel like I should play some music. They go, what do you want? And I, I said some song and two seconds later, FedEx Field is playing my song. And I'm like, that's freaking <laughs> cool. Really. I got, I got another. It'll be nice to travel this year. I got another question. I watched your interview with uh, uh, Jamin Davis and I saw the Air Force Ones. I've been trying to ask you, where did you get them? I need to get my, my girl some. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> hey, my, yeah. My oldest daughter's an Air Force Ones guy, but uh, a girl rather. But I, I was hoping to get her, uh, get her a pair of those, man. I liked them so much. I was like, I'm gonna ask Julie when she's on the. I, so I will say this, uh, in my job before it was red bottoms, you know, I mean, that was the cool, right. thing. but those freaking hurt. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Phil knows. I don't. <laughs> um, they're cool. Look, I, I love putting on a good pair of heels. Uh, the older I get, the more you realize, are they functional? No, they're for a, a nice night out in COVID. We just haven't had those, right? There, there's right. no events that require them. I'm sure I will bring those red bottoms out at one point though. But in this job, um, the cool thing is, is you're cool compared to what shoes you're wearing, you know? Right. Like, so uh, I have definitely increased, you know, my, my, my Nikes, my Jordans. And uh, that's kind of like, I love it. And so I can wear a business suit and that's what I'm wearing. And in all honesty, I'm probably getting a little addicted. The second there's a new pair, I'm like, boom. <laughs> I, I had to go on a, a shoe swear off uh, January the 1st. I cannot buy another pair of shoes till January next year. I literally have like 45 pair of Jordans alone. Yeah, the, the Jordans are pricey. The, the ones that I keep buying on Nike, I'm like, man, I can get like six of these for one pair of red bottoms. I'm sold. And they're more comfortable. And, and the guys at the place think you're just... You're cooler than damn red bottoms. So yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Julie. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take us home here. So I have a real quick question from your your previous um, uh, comment. Is is with the with the with the field being open to full spectators and stuff this coming season? That's gonna is that gonna change your guys' setup? Are you gonna have on field correspondence to to uh, to hmm. complement what you guys do in the booth? Or did I ask that too premature before that decision has been made? <laughs> Honestly, somebody just got hired. Steve. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I mean, I just learned that for the preseason games, what it's been Kenny Albert and Joe Theismann, and I get to choose, do I hire them? Do I bring them back? And who do I want on my sideline or the sideline? Not mine. Pardon me. Right. <laughs> uh, what do I want on the sideline? It's just, it's kind of cool um, realizing it, it, it is my decision. Uh, and, and I trust my judgment with that because again, I, I feel like I, do have a good pulse in the fan base and um i do appreciate y'all's input for that as well so i i was it's I, i've got a few names of some guys i've been kind of throwing around that i think would be kind of cool uh throughout the season though i don't know like right now in all honesty we're functioning under the tier one and tier two system um if that continues during the season we just can't there you cannot have a sideline reporter no team could have that the national games could but they were what limited to the stands right so uh, unfortunately, that that position just doesn't exist. Uh, with a three-person booth, I don't know if it if it needs to. 
Um, that's not to say that I wouldn't explore that. It's not to say that I wouldn't think about it when that um, opportunity presents itself by all means. Um, but I haven't come across that bridge yet, but it is it is cool trying to put a team together. Um, COVID has just been, COVID's been terrible. You know, it just stinks. Uh, I'm glad that we'll be open to full capacity. And so I, I hope that that does mean that we're gonna be out of the tier system. But if the players don't wanna get vaccinated, then what do you do? You know, that's the world we're gonna live in next season. Right, absolutely. And so my, my last question is, so we know when Jason Wright came out with his, um, and as a team, I'm sure it was, but when he announced the strategy of inclusivity, diversity, and transparency across all facets of the team, whether that's operations, business, uh, media, um, and we love that, by the way. Um, how, how are you and your team going to continue to uphold these values uh, while conducting your, your outreach in, in the future? What, what do you guys have in store for us that, that maybe you could, you could pitch to us that falls along those, those you know, important values? So if I'm to be as, as kind of, tra you know, transparency is tricky. We, we all really did start with that word and we, we really want that. Um, as you do go forward, you realize there's a lot of things that you just kind of, you just can't share um, because you, you're having to make decisions that um, are, are very difficult. And, but I think what we really want to do is we really want to be as honest as we can with how we're making those decisions and where we want to go with them. Uh, and, and I'll say this from my first day and, you know, I mean, I was the highest ranked female, um, in the franchise when they hired me, I was the only female, uh, in those meetings and, and where we are now is, is different. Jason's made a lot of changes that have been very difficult, very well thought out. Um, and they are to put us in the best direction going forward. That's what happens when you come in and you are looking in charge with changing your franchise and making it top class, making it high level, making it elite, being, you know, the example for other teams to follow. And we've already set the example on many fronts on how we are. Uh, our, our first year, and think about it, we had three wins before Coach Rivera came in. Nobody wanted to follow us on Twitter. We hardly had a social presence at all. And what happened last year, yes. we, we win the social media team of the NFL. You know, how does that happen? Because we decided we were going to be bold. Uh, we weren't going to shy away from the challenges we were up against. Uh, we decided to kind of laugh at ourselves a little bit. We decided to be human and relate to the fans. And, and I think people appreciate that, that approach. How do we handle that kind of going forward? I think it's important to make sure if you're hiring, you look at every facet of where you could potentially pull a candidate from. Not just one area to where that, those candidates may only fit within one certain bucket of qualifications, but every facet. And I think the biggest thing we've learned to this in the last year is sometimes you have to look outside of where you would normally just search for someone to hire. Make sure you're looking in every area to say, okay, where are we getting everybody that's gonna offer us the right diversity, the right qualifications? Um, we're not gonna hold against them. Um, you know, gender, we're not gonna hold against some race. We're gonna say, look, are, did we do our due diligence to make sure we are searching high and low and we're bringing the best qualified and we're not saying they have to fit a certain mold. Um, and so that is something that we're taking very seriously. I will say this, it takes time to, to, to fully make sure that you get everything in place that you want. It's not just a snap your fingers and it's done. So we appreciate the patience, but do know that the people that are being put in place are very thoughtful. Um, they're very successful 
And some of them aren't necessarily all football. You know, they just are very good at what they do. And um, by bringing them together, we believe that it's going to take this franchise to that next level. You know, and, and I really hope to bring more more women along. I hope to, when we look in that room, the biggest thing that I've always found is you need people with different walks of life. That's just what makes it better. It makes the conversation better. It makes your decision making better. Uh, and I think that's the most important thing to look at is, is what walk do they have in their life and how can that help you in your decision making where you want to go. So that's what we hope to do. It's with anybody in the future that I will you know, bring into my group um, the way I plan to approach it. And we hope that that's going to resonate with how we plan to engage with the fans on every level, every level, how you plan to come to the stadium, what you experience right. at the stadium, how we interact with you, what we sell you as gear. We want to make sure it applies to every single person that has different tastes and different interests. So it's kind of a we lot. appreciate it. We thank you. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, have, that's awesome. I have three, I have three daughters. I know the, the other gentlemen on here have daughters and it's nice that my daughters can look up and say, Hey man, look, I could do that. You know, and, and Jason Wright the same way, you know, there hasn't been uh, a black man that's a, in, in that position like ever. Black. And, and black. you know, like right. it, it, there's no excuse. Right. Yeah. There's no excuse right. for that. It, right. it, and it, I, it's an, it's a known fact that diversity breeds innovation. And I think that's clear in what this franchise is doing and where it's going. And, and Julie, you've been, a, you're an inspiration to, to us. My, if I'd be a fool, if I didn't give you a shout out for my wife, who's just such a fan of you and what you're doing and, and, and being a, a role model for, for all women out there and what you've done and breaking down those barriers. So I would be a fool and I would get beaten if I didn't say, you know, big shout out for my wife, Carrie. So thank that's you. My plug. And, and Hey, and Hey, look, we, we, if it's anything else, we had a long line of, uh, of, of men before her. Julie comes in and she mentioned the words we want to hear, how we experience the game at the stadium. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with the uh, real wolves. No. <laughs> That's smooth. Let's knock it on that topic. We're having a good time, Dev. Right. Oh, yeah. Tell Santana, man. I named my son. My son's middle name is after him. Santana? Yeah, I lost the I lost the battle for the first name. My my uh, ex wife now is a they're all military from Minnesota and stuff. So they're Minnesota fans. They named his first name Vasante after Vasante uh, Shanko. But yeah, I got the middle uh, name. I chose Santana after Santana Moss. <laughs> he's one of my favorite guys. I'll tell you, first class man. He shows up early. He's on time. I never check on him. And, and sometimes these guys don't operate that way. But Tana is very reliable. <laughs> he is awesome. So I'm I'm looking forward to you know continuing to 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 build the future with him as well by me and uh, you know the very first show he ever did on television was with me. <laughs> he, looks like, he looks like he can still go out there and do a spin move, man. You know, just go to yeah. But I remember that very first television show, like he, you know, and I and I I asked for some, like, what can I do to open this guy up? And now I I love it because when I see him, I, I I'll humble brag on myself, but I do think that I I get the best out of Tana because um, we have a good rapport and he's comfortable with me. He trusts me. He relaxes with me. And and I feel like sometimes like when he's on camera, I'm like if y'all could see what this man is like off camera, like he is like oh I'm like who dude. Um, so I really look forward to, to, you know, really just kind of working with him in the future as well. He's such a, he's just a good guy. So um, yeah, middle name's good, solid, approve that. 
Uh, Julie, you know, definitely want to thank you for your time as we close out, you know, but, you know, uh, Washington Football Addicts, we're, we're, we're closing out with Julie Donaldson, again, her official title is Senior Vice President of Media and Content for the Washington Football Team. So, Julie, thank you for taking time out of your busy evening to sit down and chat with us, with the Washington Football Addicts, and uh, we really appreciate everything you, all the insight that you've given us this evening. So, thank you so much. Of course. I got to tell you, 9.30 is usually my bedtime, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, what this job will do to you, man. This job is what it does. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Thank you so much.